Welcome to the No More Mondays podcast, the show that inspires confident professionals by interviewing people who actually enjoy what they do for work. I'm your host, Angie Callen, and I welcome you to join me each week as I chat with founders, entrepreneurs, and employees who have figured out that special sauce, the magic, the mystery to having no more Mondays. Welcome to another No More Mondays Winter Warmer. And this conversation with Jane is a continuation of last week's episode because we're continuing our dive into kind of outdoor life lessons and the adventures that I go on here in the mountains of Colorado. And all of this kind of came out of just celebrating my birthday and it became like a fun reason to. And what's even more perfect is... All the outdoor life lessons are really enabled by my husband, Jim. And today, if you're listening to this on drop day of December 17th, is his birthday. <laughs> so we're celebrating the guy behind the camera. And if you see him on the street, give him a little happy birthday wave and thank him because a lot of these adventures and most of these ramblings would not have happened without him. But before we dig in, we have a word from our sponsor because this episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. You've heard many a No More Monday guest talk about the power of handwritten notes. And as a fan of Happy Mail myself, I can attest to how much fun it is to write up a celebration, stick a stamp on it, throw it in the mail, knowing a nice surprise and a big smile's on the other side. But wait, I know what you're thinking. That means I have to go to the post office? Luckily, there's an easy solution to skipping that trip and dodging all those other last minute holiday shippers out there at this time of year. And it is stamps.com. Plus, you get access to a great selection of stamps, perfect for every happy mail occasion. Personally, I store a selection of celebration, thank you, happy birthday, and coffee stamps to perfectly adorn every celebration we stand out, including those congrats, you got a new job postcards. Save time and money this holiday season with stamps.com by signing up with promo code POD, that's P-O-D, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and even a digital scale with no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter P-O-D, POD. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. (laughs) So, Jane, where do we want to start this dive into outdoor life lessons and the things that we can learn from life outdoors. Yes. Well, this is so fun to be back talking about these. All right. If you think about all of your outdoor life lessons and certainly combining those lessons with an overarching theme, one of those themes is change. So whether it's a career change, whether it's a job change, whether it's physically changing your location, change is is such a massive topic for everyone. Definitely. And you had a great one uh, that I think the title is change is a bummer, not a bad thing. So <laughs> love to hear yeah. uh, the story behind this. Well, and I think I'll go back, just kind of shameless plug. If you didn't li- listen to last week's Winter Warmer, this is a really good way, good point to pick up because I think it's an extension of that idea of pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, which is definitely an overarching theme of a lot of our adventure videos and outdoor life lessons. And in my opinion, the more you push yourself out of the comfort zone, the more adaptable you are to kind of consider and deal with change. And the change is not, the change is a bummer came from uh, a video that we did in Moab because Jim and I have been going to Moab since like I don't know. We've been dating for like three months and we, we went to Moab and Moab is a, an awesome 
desert kind of off season destination for those of us that live up in the Colorado Rockies. And we, at the point that we started going there, found this like just amazing camp spot that was like on this fin, like 1500 feet above a canyon. And you could go like all the way out to the very edge and camp there. Uh, and we, we camped there for years, probably five, six years to the point where one time we were there and this, um, this truck with like wild animals pulled up because that's where they do their promotional shoots. I think that they were wild animal trainers. And we had two dogs with us. And we were like, uh, we're going to put our dogs in the car and go watch this. And <laughs> yeah. we have like video of a baby tiger having a photo shoot out on this like ledge that we camped on. That's how scenic and gorgeous this was. And we also have great, clearly have great and really weird, random memories of camping on this spot. And unfortunately, as of about a year and a half ago, you can no longer camp there. And it's it's largely for a good reason. It's protecting kind of a wildlife habitat. There's a um, sheep breeding area there that they're protecting. So it's for good reason. However, it's kind of a bummer to go there and realize we can't camp at this place. It's really like nostalgic and amazing at the same time. That said, what happened was we had to go find a new place and we found an awesome new place that is going to provide new, new memories, gives us actually more space for when we have friends that come and there's always an alternative. So yeah, it's a super bummer that we had to kind of change a habit and something that we loved doing, but it worked out and it's not that big of a deal. It doesn't, you know, uproot our entire lives or our entire ability to kind of have fun when we go to Moab. There's so, there's so much involved in that backstory. I know. I'm picturing, I gave you I'm lots picturing, of things there. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm picturing this this menagerie showing up in the middle of Moab, and then you've got the dogs, and you have trainers, and all kinds of things. Um, it so, was exactly as random and weird and cool as you're picturing. That's, that's <laughs> all of those words you just said. Are, it was even like the trailer that was painted like, I don't want to say a circus truck because they weren't circus, but it was literally like the truck that had a baby tiger, a panther, a bear. And I think there was something else in there. In that immediate moment when you realized you couldn't camp there, how long did it take you from, oh, that is so annoying and frustrating to, oh, well, we'll find something else? Well, I, I would say that that was a fairly immediate reaction, but the, oh, darn, we can't camp here feeling happens every single time we go to Moab. So it's like, it's that nostalgia is never going to completely go away. We're always going to wish that we could go back to this really amazing spot, which might be the same for some sort of change or even grief that you've had in your life. I think grief is a very strong word to attach to something as simple as a campsite, but we're representing just life anecdotes here. Uh, I think that's the, you can always kind of have nostalgia for something that was, but you can be open to something that may be or something that is right now. You've got these beautiful memories and probably a lot of photos and video, but you also have all of the other locations and new adventures that you went on. Absolutely. And they are never ending when you're in a place like Moab. <laughs> the next one that I know a lot of people resonate with and think about is the theme of having and creating a morning routine for yourself and why that is so important and impactful. And certainly we've had this conversation with a lot of our guests. It does come up and people have that connection and self-awareness to create that for yourself. So take a step back and talk about how you realized you needed that for yourself. 
Sure. And morning routines are a very trendy topic right now, especially in the entrepreneurial world. And I'm going to say for a reason, I think it's really critical to having creating structure for yourself and having discipline and feeling productive and efficient when you have to provide that for yourself and nobody else is forcing that accountability. But I also think that they can be really valuable in the employment world, especially if you're in like a leadership role or a more autonomous role where you also kind of have to give your structure work from home definitely created, I think, the need for routine so that we don't feel like we're just spinning out of control all of the time. And we've we actually have intentionally incorporated this into No More Mondays. And we ask our guests, you know, what kind of routines and habits have you incorporated that make you successful? And the answers are really cool. There's all kinds of ideas. And I'll say that in the big picture, I think you have to find the routine that'll work for you. There's great books out there. 5 a.m. Club by Robin, Sh- Robin Sharma, uh, Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod that will give give you suggestions for that. But really, you have to figure out what is going to work for you and what's going to be maintainable in the long run to at least like 80% frequency. And for me, I have to have the accountability of getting up and going somewhere. And in particular, for me, like be fitness and being physically able is very important so that I can half keep up with Jim on all the adventures that we do. And so um, I've, I decided that for me, what would work would, is to pair them together. So if I need accountability to get up and start my day early in the morning, and I need accountability to kind of work out regularly, I decided to pair those two things together. And that's where the CrossFit video came from. Um, and it's worked really well because it's almost like there's a social aspect to it. And I'm extremely type A and social. So I have found an outlet that you know, largely makes me want to get up at 5.07 in the morning and and be at it. But because I'm social, I've also developed a group of friends there that if I don't show up are going to say, Angie, why haven't you shown up? (laughs) Right. So I think it's important to know what your habits are and are not and what your strengths and weaknesses are and aren't so that you can find a group or someone who's going to give you that accountability or structure in the ways that you aren't able to provide it for yourself. Obviously, that also includes a lot of self-awareness on your part. And in order to keep yourself fit and have the stamina to go adventuring and do the things you and Jim want to do, that's the connection um, to living that outdoor life. But it also makes sense for people, you know, even if they're not going double black diamond skiing, creating that routine and having that fresh start to the day. But here's the other thing. What if you're not a morning person? <laughs> and this is where I I fully support the idea that you work and do things at your best times of day. So one of the reasons that I, I choose to truly adopt an, a morning routine, which some suggestions tell you 4 a.m. is the starting point. I can't do it. I cannot do 4 a.m. There's a huge difference between 4 and 5 because one requires going to bed at 8 versus 9 and I have a night owl husband. I don't even get home from the office until six or six thirty. Like it's literally, I would be like shoving down food and being like, "Good night." So I feel like that's where where designing something that's going to work for you, you and and be manageable and maintainable is important. And if you're not a super super morning person, know when your best work hours of the day are and design your routines and your structure around it. The interesting part of what you were just describing is also knowing how are you most effective during the day. So drilling that down to what is your most creative time of the day? 
And did that take you, did that take you a while to figure that out? It takes a little bit to, um, to figure out, I think, because you kind of have to test the waters. And I knew, I know my best work hours of the day are like seven to 11, which is why if I don't get up until seven and by the time I'm motivated and into full throttle, I've lost like an hour or two, which for me is why I've kind of designed it to be in the morning. But it took a little bit of awareness to realize that. And um, particularly, I think a good way to figure it out is your rep, your whatever work is repetitive can be very, very um, telling. So for me, if I try to write a resume at 3 p.m., it'll take twice as long as it does at 7 a.m. And I finally started realizing that and was like, uh, I got to stop doing this at 3 p.m. because it's taking twice as long and it's half as good. That is such an aha light bulb because not only is it creating that morning routine, but you're also, it's like peeling the onion, all of those layers attached to it and how it affects your productivity and your effectiveness. Absolutely. And we, this comes back to that awareness conversation a lot. And it's funny, there's another, there's another outdoor life lesson that, uh, is, is us going out and foraging for mushrooms (laughs) and it comes down, it does come down to awareness and being open to your surroundings and being interested in investigating. What is this fungus we just found? Is that edible? And doing the research to understand whether or not it's something that you want to add to your dinner. I would say that figuring out how to have a morning routine is the same. You're not just going to magically design one and it's going to work. You're going to try, you're going to fall out of it. There's going to be elements you keep. There's going to be elements you add, but being self-aware enough and having your kind of eyes open enough is important to adopting it. And there you have it. Once again, know yourself, but know where you don't know yourself and push those boundaries. That's really what Outdoor Life Lessons is all about. And I love that Jane wanted to kind of dig more into them and see how else we could give you inspiration, not only just with the activities that I'm doing in the outdoors, but kind of why I'm doing them. So whether it's hiking a giant mountain you've never climbed or just walking a little faster and a little longer, I encourage you to do it uh, and see what you learn about yourself. At the same time, you kind of work on giving yourself that structure so that you can feel really effective and efficient, whether it's around a job search, around your own work, around your family. I think that you will be refreshed. And this is a perfect time of year to start thinking about implementing some of those as we head into the new year. And on that note, I wish you a very happy holiday and happy upcoming new year. And thanks for tuning in to another No More Mondays Winter Warmer. Thanks for listening to this episode of No More Mondays. We hoped you grabbed some great insights to help you improve your professional satisfaction. Please visit us at Apple iTunes and give us a rating so we can continue to offer you awesome interviews and content each week. No More Mondays, new episodes drop every Wednesday. No More Mondays is brought to you by Career Benders Inc. in partnership with executive producer Jane Durkee. For more information about career coaching, resume writing, personal branding, recruiting, and entrepreneurship coaching services, visit our website at careerbenders.com. That's careerbenders, B as in boy, S as in Sam.com. This is your host, Angie Callen, signing off. Until next week, when we chat with another inspired, confident professional.